This is The Scum and Schneek Fantasy Football Show about the LV Dynasty Fantasy Football League that we are all in, and it is week one. It's here. We're playing fantasy football this week, people. We are playing fantasy football. Week one has arrived. Feels like we've been talking about it for months and months, which we have, and we have finally arrived on the doorstep, the precipice of greatness. I know everyone else is excited, just as we are scum. Woohoo! So excited. I can't, I can't contain myself. I'm bursting at all my seams. Before we kind of get into it, for any of our new listeners that joined us in the offseason, this starts our weekly breakdowns. You know, we're going to preview the real NFL games. We're going to talk matchups. We're going to talk players. But we do focus on the matchups in our LV Dynasty League. But that doesn't mean you're out of it. You can still listen because, again, you might have a lot of the similar players on your team as one of the people in our league. You'll have definitely, you know, matchups that overlap and correlate. So, you know, jump on this ride with us. It's going to be fun. And it's the most wonderful time of the year. That's for sure. That is for sure. We've all been chomping at the bit. Ready to get into this week one episode. Y'all know the drill. If not, we will remind you along the way. But uh, yeah, man, freaking uh, been a good Labor Day weekend. It's always, you know, get that Monday off. And now you've only got, now we're down to what, two and a half days to get to the game one. So uh, what do we got in store for the group today? First in store, we've got our nonsense minute. And I figured we'd bring back America's favorite game. Okay. Six Degrees of Kenyon Draken. Oh, man. This is such a fun game that you created, but it is so hard. It's extremely hard. So the way we did it this week, Sneak, is we both texted someone out of the blue and said, give us a random NFL football player name. So now yep. we, will, we, will reveal, we will reveal those players and try to connect them in six steps or less and maybe use Kenyon Drake, maybe not. So, Shanique, who is your player? My player is Alvin Kamara. My player was Calvin Ridley. Okay. So. Kamara and Ridley. Well. The way we said it. Well, I think we. I, <laughs> oh, bro. Wait a second. It's got to be very easy, right? Am I. Am I. I. They. So, can we just somehow connect them all through Alabama? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking sitting here, wait, Kamara, Ridley, Drake, they were all on Alabama. <laughs> they were all there, right? Who, who, AJ McCarron, was that the quarterback maybe? But in through the, through the NFL, we've got Kamara, Ridley. Let's see. So we've got Ridley has only caught passes from Matt Ryan, right? Right. All right, so we'll go to Matt Ryan. But he's also had to – he's got to have played with other players on Atlanta. That oh, have, I got it. I got it. You got, got it? it? Ready? Follow me. I'm following. Calvin Ridley caught passes from Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan threw passes to Julio Jones. Yes. Julio Jones has, at least in practice, caught passes from Ryan Tannehill. Yes. Ryan Tannehill – was on the Dolphins with Kenyon Drake, right? Did we mess that up last time, or was this true? They had to have been, right? They, they had to have been. 
Check the tape. Not a fast Googler over here. Uh, Ryan Tannehill. Uh, Dolphins in 2012, so 2012 to 2019. Oh, yeah. Kenny Drake was on the team in 2018. So we got there through Ridley, but we don't we can't get there through Kamara. I kind of, I'm kind of confused on how this game works. <laughs> so we're going <laughs> to. Don't we, we have to take Kamara, Ridley, and get to, and they all have to connect somehow to Drake? Like, no, we connect, we connect Kamara and Ridley with Kenyon Drake in the middle. Okay. So then, so we've just, so how do we can't do it then, can we? Oh, we can. Hold on. Hold on. So, so you went there, you got. So Tannehill. Handed it off on the Dolphins to Kenyon Drake. Yes. Kenyon Drake has – oh, I got it. Kenyon Drake uh, is on the team right now with Derek Carr. Yeah. Derek Carr has thrown to Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper – Wait, I'm lost. No, I'm there. Amari Cooper to Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott to Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley to Josh Allen. Josh Allen to Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders to Drew Brees. Drew Brees to Alvin Kamara. Holy smokes. Okay, that was probably like 12 degrees. That was a lot of steps. But we we made it, y'all. And that was very impressive because I'm over here scratching my head like, what in the Sam heck? But you got us there. So let's see if we can relive that path. Calvin Ridley to Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan to Julio Jones. Yes. Julio Jones to Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill to Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake to Derek Carr in the future this season. Yes. Derek Derek Carr to Amari Cooper. Yes. Amari Cooper to Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott to Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley to Josh Allen. Josh Allen to Emmanuel Sanders. This season. This season in the future as well. Two Drew Brees, two Big Alvin Kamara, 14 degrees of Kenyon Drake. <laughs> Holy crap, dude. Well, good, good on you, man. That was impressive, but oh wow. Someone find heard. someone find the quicker path because I'm sure someone you can. find this in the six ways. You guys have a lot more time to figure that out than we do with <laughs> <just> one minute. <laughs> man, that was good. I was like, well, they all just played on Alabama at some point together. <laughs> Maybe. That was the better one. They were all in the same. They were all went to the same college. <laughs> Kamara, like, barely. Kamara, like, what? Did he even really play for Alabama? Yeah, I don't even know if he ever, like, dressed. Was or he just there for, like, a, a year? Like, maybe, yeah. like, or I don't know how. I don't want to go to. I don't want to even read about Before it. Before transferring. But, yeah, I mean, they were, they were there. Nice. Crazy. But we did it. I'll take it. We kind of did it. <laughs> Moving on now into, well, how we would prep for every every week of matchups. We would update everyone on the new power rankings, but we just did that episode last week, Sneak, so not much movement there. We did have a few spots where we had ties or even a three-way tie. So 
I have personally and arbitrarily broken the ties with my own metrics. Okay. We're just going to reveal that right now and give you the week one scum and sneak power rankings and then go from there. Starting from bottom to top, number 12, Doug. Number 11, Big Sneak. Number 10, Wade. Number nine, Ben. Number eight, Jesse. Number seven, Tyler. Number six, Jim. Five is Chase. Number four is Eric. Three is Brendan. Two is Matt. And number one is your boy Scummy. Yep, I like those. Those are fair and balanced and accurate. And then after week one, we will have an every subsequent week from there. Updated power rankings based on what happened that week. And we will do our best to not have so many ties so people know exactly where they stand. <laughs> <laughs> I no more Mr. After- nice guys. We're going to actually, we're going to put you in your place. I mean, after this week, we're just going to have pure chaos is my prediction. So that's fun too. Yeah, let's just, everything's just going to be off the rails after week one, I imagine. Parshnik, are you ready to get into the first matchup? I am. I am locked and loaded. Can't wait to discuss what's going to happen and put the fates out into the universe. All right, first up, we've got our number one overall ranked team, mine, Good Things Scum in Threes, versus the number four team, Team E Fritz. Eric's team. Mm-hmm. So a pretty big matchup, like our one of our only what we've considered playoff preview type matchups, like our top six teams matching up. But I like I like my matchups with Patrick Mahomes going against the Browns, just I think is gonna be like a high scoring affair. Should be, should be. Alvin Kamara, the Saints versus the Packers, another kind of high scoring game. My my number two running back, Austin Eckler, has a tough matchup against the Washington football team, so I don't like that. But on Eric's side, Zeke Elliott has a pretty tough game against the, the Bucks and their good defense. He has Keenan Allen, you know, same scenario, uh, Chargers versus the Washington football team. And then his quarterback is Sam Darnold. So I think where this matchup really lies is – is Eric's running backs are probably overall better than mine. Our receivers are about equal. I maybe have the tight end advantage if Kyle Pitts is a little slow to start, but quarterback is really the difference here. And can Sam Darnold kind of keep pace with Patrick Mahomes uh, fantasy wise? Yeah, that's exactly where I had this one line out as well. Scum Darnold has a, the biggest point disparity currently with projections as opposed to uh, Mahomes. And that's going to probably be the indicating factor on really what happens in this matchup. You can make the case that, you know, someone's running backs core receiver core slightly better than the other, but it's fairly well matched, even though you're currently projected to win by over 20. I think that really does come down to that Mahomes Kelsey connection and that Darnold Pitts deal going on with the E Fritz team. Everyone else is fairly well connected uh, with the same amount of projections. I just kind of wonder just going just kind of like a, a talking point for Ernie's team. Will he look to get Najee into this starting lineup sooner rather than later? 
if Mixon starts out slow or if Elliott is slow or something, you know, is he going to wait for an injury to make the move? I'm not sure. But right now, the two matchup comparisons, I you're right. It comes down to the quarterback and probably that tight end spot. It could come down to the receivers. You know, we, you know, Godwin's popping up with a possible injury two days out from week one. you got Thielen running in there at Cincinnati is a nice matchup. But if I'm looking at the receiving core, I would rather have Juju Lockett, Allen over Ridley, Godwin, Thielen. But really, you know, once Eric throws a kicker in there for a projected nine or so points or whatever, it'll get closer. So, yeah, this is probably going to be one of our closer matchups. Uh, but it's going to come down to that quarterback spot for sure. I don't, I don't think Darnold can match the, the points of Mahomes. I don't think really anyone believes he can, unless Mahomes starts out slow, unless they, you know, have a little run heavy, heavy offense. Not sure what the, you know, weak ones can be a crapshoot with a lot of uh, teams and what they're going to really do, but it is the chiefs. It is Mahomes. You expect them to go out and throw it a bunch. But yeah. Darnold definitely, in my opinion, cannot match uh, the points of Mahomes. Should Eric trot out? Well, I guess he can't because we don't have the confirmation that Trey Lance is starting. And I don't think, even if if Shanahan was thinking about it, I don't think his fans would allow it. So I guess he does have to stick with Darnold. But you know, down the road, Trey Lance in that spot might look a little better um, and be a more formidable quarterback threat. Yeah, the moment Trey Lance gets the number one go-ahead starting, he's going to be jumping into that starting lineup, I believe, over Darnold. Just because the running ability, the new quarterback ability, uh, the potential to have, you know, kind of those. I think Darnold is going to be better than what he was not at the Jets, but I think he just has a pretty close ceiling. And, and Lance, we just is an unknown with the rushing ability. So I believe once that happens, Lance is getting in that starting lineup. But until then... Uh, he's going to have to hope Donald uh, comes out hot and heavy. And he could. He plays the Jets week one. I don't think that defense is that great. You know, maybe a little revenge game. Uh, maybe he blows out get week one and does a, you know, plays out of his mind, but remains to be seen. And without that, that's going to be the, the indicators for the, the win for scum, I'm calling. Look, I forgot it was a Darnold revenge game, though. Now I'm scared. But <laughs> let's still pick me. I am projected. For the highest points of the week, hello. I mean, that's I mean, the hello. Hilarious. What a way to start the season going for that three-peat. Woo! But we will pick me. I, I do think it will be close for sure, especially when I have to take out Godwin and play my boy Marquez Callaway. Ugh. Man, freaking Godwin coming up with a quad midday on Tuesday, of course. At least it's not a hammy. I'd rather that part of the leg than he's gonna he's gonna end up playing. He's not you know he's and then you're not you're gonna be all well. I gotta play him. It's Thursday. I want to watch him. I who else my and then he's gonna have like either a dumb game or just like a no. I don't know. It's just here we go. Here it all. Here it starts. This is fantasy football, folks. There we go. Oh. Let's move on to like I mentioned the second matchup where we have two guys in our top six team. Back one, two, three. That's Brendan's team. Brendan, do nothing. Number to three, uh, number three ranked team. First is our number six ranked team. Jimbo's deer, deer emoji. Jimbo's deer team back. Brendan, the do nothing. Oh gosh, dude, you smell that? Uh, yeah. What what is that? That's uh, that is something foul coming through the vents over here. But it it's familiar. 
It's something that I've smelled before. Mm. That, yep, it is. That's an upset. Scum and sneak upset of the week. Scum and sneak upset of the week. Upset of the week. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's an upset coming through. It's an upset. Jimbo gonna beat Brendan for the upset of the week. Upset of the week. Jimbo starting the season off strong with the big upset on the do nothing commission. And you and I both agreed on that. I think that's going to be on the back of huge games from again, Clyde, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. We kind of mentioned that. Browns Chiefs game probably being pretty fun, a little more high scoring. And then Chris Carson just being the guy that we think of him as, you know, starting the year off healthy, that might not persist through the entire year, but definitely uh, someone that starts off basically every season really strong. I think last year is either week one or week two, right? He had like two touchdowns through the air and then the plus is rushing. Like Chris Carson is. Yeah. So good, usually in the beginning. And then Brandon doesn't have Michael Thomas yet. So his third receiver spot is currently Corey Davis. We're a little iffy on Zach Wilson still. You know, maybe he'll be good. Maybe he can just still heavily target Corey Davis. But that's definitely a weakness for Brandon. Will Will Christian McCaffrey be 100% coming back? Probably. But that is a little bit of a question mark. And, of course, he's got Dallas Godert in his tight end spot, which is just trouble. Always has been, always will be for Brandon. Always has been, always will be for sure. And I just a, another quick talk on that Brandon team. I don't like the Jacobs-Ravens Monday night matchup for some reason that I believe the Ravens have a pretty stout defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so going into that Monday night game, you know, depending on how Sunday and Thursday and everything happens, rolls out, will – Will he be relying heavily on, on that Jacobs team or on that Jacobs game? Probably. Uh, I, like you said, I love the way Clyde, nice matchup, high scoring. Carson always comes out the gate hot and heavy. Uh, yeah, I don't really like the Landry play for some reason on Jimbo's side, but Tyler Murray got the rushing upside at Tennessee. Could be another high scoring game. I feel like this, the passing game with Russell Wilson coming out week one against Indy is going to be a little choppy. I don't know why I feel that, but I do green Bay at new Orleans at a different location. I don't think they're playing in new Orleans. That could be strange. The digs at Pittsburgh matchup is not the greatest. You know, you would like to Brandon hopes and thinks that digs is, you know, matchup proof, which he might turn out to be. But again, this is we've got to call an upset, and it's right for the taking for Jimbo. Only projected to lose by like 15 points currently. And if McCaffrey doesn't have that 30 point, 35 point game, it's going to be. It's not going to be as crazy to think that Jimbo, our currently what sixth, seventh ranked team, sixth, yep, going to take out our current third ranked team. Mm-hmm. That is an upset, and it is ready to happen. We are calling it to happen. Who knows, man? James Conner maybe even could get some goal line work over – definitely going to get some goal line work over Edmonds. I don't know, maybe over Kyler, but we see a little bit of a, one of those quarterback RB stacks with Kyler and Conner. 
even though we don't like Connor, but you know, you different team, different situation. A lot of things can happen week one and Brandon's going to have to hope and pray that his big boys come out firing because Jimbo's kind of got, like we mentioned last week, he's got that team to where they're, you know, they're not the top of their positions, but they're all in that like middle of the pack position. So if Brendan falters in some of his big names, Jimbo's going to be right there. It could be another close one. But we're calling the upset. Jimbo wins. Jimbo's dear. So he'll be happy, and we can hopefully get some more pictures of that Bronco. Yeah. Jim's also trotting out the Broncos D. I mean, hello. There's also, going back to what you you mentioned, these players, uh, in the flex, we've got James Conner on Jim's side versus Nick Chubb on Brandon. So that would seem to be a major advantage for Brandon. Jim's just hoping that, like you said, Connor gets a goal line carry, gets, you know, scores a touchdown. It makes that a little less lopsided, and then boom, the the upset is is right there for the taking. But another thing I noticed too about Brandon's team is he's got Russell Wilson in his quarterback spot going against the Colts, but he's also playing the Colts defense, so somewhere. Oh, going to cannibalize points on his own team so yeah sometimes you can get away with that but i always do my best to never have something like that going on yeah i'm sure brandon's going to be pretty upset with us as he always is whenever we say anything negative but we're going to get some uh points with jimbo so there you have it that's the upset of the week let's move on from that upset and go into a an interesting matchup between Team Bud Light 4, which is Chase's team, uh, ranked number 5, versus Team Wade Yealy. And I'll just point out now, in putting together our show prep, I realized that no one else is really naming their team, so y'all got boring names. I don't know how to go in. I wanted, I was thinking about changing my name, but I don't really know how to do it through the app. <laughs> it's under – so for you and for all of our listeners – under team and then there's a little settings gear wheel next to your team name and you can do it there the more you know the more you know and here's something everybody needs to know about this matchup is it's similar to you know we just had labor day weekend i'm sure there was a lot of food and drinks flowing parties beer Uh, i'm sure there was barbecues uh, ice cream cakes, whatever you want to call it. But like at, for me, after a weekend like that, that Monday or that Tuesday today, you know, you just, you go to the bathroom in the morning and it's just all starts to come blowing out. Right. Yep. Like you got the beer poops, you got, you got all the sweet treats coming out of you and you're just blowing out that toilet. You're just blowing it out all morning, all long. And that is exactly what Bud Light for old Gooch is going to go do into Wade Yeely this week, week one, it is a blowout. Best coming sneak blowout of the week. Blowout of the week. Blowout of the week. Let's go. It is a blowout. It is a blowout. And Wade is on the receiving end of that dirty, dirty toilet session after a long weekend. I'm sorry, my friend, but it is, the blowout of the week. Tough, tough news for Wade. But, I mean, he's probably going to expect a lot of that. I think all of our bottom teams can expect that this year, you know, depending on the week. He 
doesn't have running backs. We talked about it last week. It's going to be tough to, to take that into a matchup against Chase. And Chase has Saquon Barkley, who may still be limited in week one, but is Saquon Barkley. And Aaron Jones and Chase Edmonds. We talked about that Cardinals backfield a little bit already, but still should be you know, in line for, what, at least 10 carries and seven targets. You know, like that's going to be enough to – to get him involved and 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 outperform the likes of probably a Sony Michelle on on Wade's team. So big, huge running back advantage for Chase. Yeah, the receivers uh, maybe you could make a case that Wade has a chance with Tyreek Hill and C.D. Lamb as his receivers, but after that it's Kenny Galladay who we we don't have a lot of faith in. Jalen Waddle is a rookie playing in a questionable offense chase does have his own questions too at, at wide receiver he still has both the san francisco guys brandon Ayuk and debo samuel in his lineup along with george kittle at tight end so that's a lot to bank on but they are playing the detroit lions this week so and that's exactly where i was gonna my biggest point on the blood here is he, if he remains in this lineup with those three Niners, Ayuk, Samuel, and Kittle against the Lions, that could just be enough right there to warrant the blowout. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if all three of those guys get close to hitting that 20-point spot. Detroit Lions defense is not good. Uh, it's going to be a rough opening for Dan Campbell or whatever his name is, coaching the Lions week one against the Niners. Yeah, that alone is where I started with this blowout. I think Saquon, even though I've been a Saquon detractor, I've been a Saquon not supporter, whatever you want to say. If he's full go, he's going to go out there and he's going to go out there and be a wrecking ball. He's kind of like the Russell Westbrook, in my opinion, of football. He just goes out there and he plays the way he plays and he's not going to change the way he plays, which could result in another injury in week four. But He's going to come out here and he's going to come out there as just balls to the wall, wild and crazy against that Denver defense, which is not that bad, but I expect a lot, a heavy workload for Barkley. And then we know Aaron Jones with the Packers. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes off Stafford against the, the, uh, the bears defense, not the greatest matchup, but it is his first game with the Rams. McVeigh, they're going to be like, listen, we were right. We were right. We were right. So I wouldn't. So I just, I'd like a lot of these matchups here. McLaren against the Chargers. I think they were like ninth against the pass last year. Check me stats, guys. (laughs) And then you got, and then he's running out the Niners D against the Detroit Lions in a dome. We know Goff is not a, a stretch the field guy. The running game is up in questions right now. So those players alone, warrant enough for a blowout josh allen against pittsburgh could be good could not be good but we got ronald jones we got sony michelle like you mentioned we got the rookie waddle uh galladay questionable you know cd is probably gonna have an awesome game hopefully on thursday but it's just not going to be enough and he he's still wade still i know he's got time but he's still got joey sly who just signed the practice squad of houston today at the kicker position with a zero spot so just all of that combined it's it is what it is. It's a blowout. Gooch gets a nice win. Wade, uh, Gus TT Showbiz. Yeah, whatever happened to Gus? He's not called Gus TT Showbiz anymore. Was there nope. like 
What the heck? Freaking Wade Ely. Freaking Wade Ely. So that's uh, indicative of where his season is headed, just like we predicted. So, yeah, an easy blowout. Like I said, Tyreek Hill could have 30 points, and it's, I just don't think it's going to be much of a difference maker. He's got nothing in the running back department. He's running a rookie receiver against New England, which is just not good, even if Gilmore's there or not. So, yeah, what else can you say? He's projected to win currently by about 40-ish. Uh, with a you know a ninety percent chance winning, so that'll probably slightly move when we get to Sunday. But yeah, those his team is a, he's got a nice opening week matchup, and I'm calling it to be the blowout. I'm going to say Gooch wins by forty eight points. Wow, right on the money. <laughs> well, I want to. I mean, I agree with everything you just said, except for one thing. You compared Saquon Barkley to Russell Westbrook. And I, it, I think it's an interesting comparison, uh, like athletically. Yeah. Um, the difference, though, that I see is Saquon Barkley is actually good at his sport. So, uh, you know, small, small difference. You don't think Russell Westbrook's good at basketball? Uh, no, I think he's very athletic. I think he's really, he's no, a lot. That's a good point. Very athletic. He's just not like a basketball player. Yeah, he's he's also angrier than every everyone else on the court. Right. So it's that, that, that's his main skill being just angrier. <laughs> that's my opinion anyway. Love it. So moving on from the blood blowout of the week to, I think another matchup that we probably considered for that designation, Matt's team, the second ranked team, team chase is delivered versus the number nine ranked team, Smith Ben 08, which has not changed, which is not different than last year. Nope. But we've got uh, the the projections are a little closer. And I think that is just because Ben does have some good pieces. He's got Jonathan Taylor. He's got Cooper Cup. He's got Tom Brady. I think those are like top best options that we feel the most comfortable with. But even then, they don't really match up to, to what Matt has. Justin Herbert versus Tom Brady. Justin Herbert probably will not perform as well as Tom Brady, especially since he's playing the Washington football team this week. But still, we, we have faith in Justin Herbert, right? But then you go down to Antonio Gibson and then the trio of wide receivers, DeAndre Hopkins, A.J. Brown, Deontay Johnson. It's like that's going to – I have a lot more confidence in them than when Ben has to roll out you know, the two DJs more and Chark. I like yeah. DJ more, but you know, we had the Sam Darnold conversation already. We're not really sure how that's going to roll out. So I think Matt is going to take this one. It will be not a blowout, but it could be pretty handy, uh, especially by um, he's got all of the Sunday morning games. So after those kind of wrap up and we might be looking at too much, of a, of a deficit for Ben to overcome. Yeah, I totally agree. I don't really see anyone on Ben's team that is comparable to the players on Matt's team. And if you really wanted to try to find it, it would be that Herbert Brady. They're probably going to push score similar amount of points. Gibson, you would, I will match up with Taylor probably being the same, but Robinson, I think is going to have more points than Sanders. He's currently projected for more. I think this is going to be just the nail in the coffin for Sanders week one. 
think it's going to be Hertz throwing it and running it. I think Sanders is going to get lost a little bit. I think there might be a little bit of gain well, low Boston Scott. Uh, so I think this might be uh, the telltale sign for Ben's team to really, like we already mentioned, make a move or do something about Sanders. And then receivers, Hopkins, Deontay Johnson, A.J. Brown. I mean, they, in my opinion, leaps and bounds above Cup, Moore, and Chark. Chark's been questionable all offseason. You know, Houston's a nice matchup there for Chark, but who knows what that Jaguars offense is going to look like. You know, Hopkins and Brown is getting the work. Tanyan probably going to get a touchdown. Komet probably is not going to get anything. Maybe maybe a catch or two. I have no confidence there. Singletary and Mike Davis. I don't like the Singletary matchup against Pittsburgh. I like the Davis more against Philly just because you're, he's probably going to get the goal line work and maybe punch in a touchdown. Singletary is not going to get that option. Koo is probably our biggest difference here. He's definitely going to outscore Jake Elliott, but that's not going to matter. It's kickers. Young Ho is definitely going to outscore Elliott, calling it now. He's going to have probably like three 50-yard field goals. That just seems to be what he does. But, there, yeah, Matt's projected to win. The, the numbers aren't as, as deep as they probably are going to show. Uh, and if that is for something changes, the reason that changes is because there's an injury or something right out, right out the gates. But Matt's got this one in the bag, calling it. The South Dakota Buffalo gets his win, and uh, he's happy. And Ben probably doesn't even going to know that he loses until, like, Wednesday. <laughs> ben, just make some moves, dude. All right, let's move on to – a fun matchup just stylistically, if we want to say it like that. We've got the Team Doug J, our last-ranked team, versus Team Big T. We have it seven, but I think both of these teams are, are pretty similar. Uh, they have good pieces and are just not, not doing a lot on top of that, kind of like Ben. You know, he, ben kind of splits the middle between these two, but – Starting off with Big T's team, he's got Aaron Rodgers, who can coming off a, a great season, coming coming in motivated probably to to show out and show his value and his worth in the league. So probably puts up some good numbers. Raheem Mostert, you talked about the Niners versus the Lions, uh, could be could be a route he could go off for some big plays and maybe even he's not he's not like their their game stealer. He's not the hammer, but he could get some extra carries just trying to kill clock. And then Odell Beckham, Amari Cooper, DK Metcalf, like three of the best talents at wide receiver that we have for sure, right? For sure. That's a good way. Three of the best talents. We'll like to see what Odell comes out uh, with this season. I'd agree. And I think that's a pretty solid advantage. Doug basically has, as we've talked about on the ranking show, he basically has Derrick Henry. And that's it. I mean, you can have hope for Chase Claypool. Uh, Darren Waller, again, I, I, again, undersold him a little bit. He should be a major piece of this. But question marks, again, uh, around Daryl Henderson, question marks around Tua Tungavailoa and going against the Patriots defense. I feel like Doug's projections are a little high for who he has. And Tyler still has to put a player in his flex. So, yeah, I could see the projections coming out really close and I just like Tyler's team more. We have it ranked that way. And I would think he would be our pick. Would you agree? Uh, 100%. I've called that big T is going to uh, not only make the playoffs, but win a playoff game. 
that doesn't mean that every one of his matchups is going to be, you know, the greatest matchups, but he's going to eke out wins to get to that spot. And even going up against our 12th ranked power uh, ranked team in the start of the season, Doug, it's still going to be, uh, it's still going to be close, but I like what you said. I think the projections currently for Doug's are a little bit inflated. Even if Henry and Waller do what they're going to do, I don't see him getting close to 12 points from Devontae Parker, Marvin Jones. I think that's going to be knocked down to more like that nine range. I like 40 to 50 yard, a couple catches here and there. I don't see blowups there. I don't think Fournette's going to get much work. And if he does, it's not going to be, you know, anything against Dallas Claypool. Like, I mean, yeah, we could do the whole thing here. The flex spot, he's got Hilton in there at zero. If he throws in Jamal Williams, if he even throws in Sterling Shepard, but he's probably going to put Williams in that spot. Then the matchup, the numbers basically start to even out. Rodgers leaps and bounds above Tua. Mostert is going to be very good against Detroit week one, barring any injury. He's going to get tons of work, tons of carries, which he's going to outwork. He's going to outscore Fournette. Like, and like we already said, Beckham, Cooper, Metcalf easily outscored Jones, Parker, and Claypool. Uh, the Waller, you know, the Waller and the Higby, the the Henderson and the Jamal Williams, you know, might come down to a, a field goal. It might come down to, uh, you know, the Vikings getting a, a strip sack fumble or Washington, you know, doing something. But, yeah, I, I agree that T is going to win 100%. It's not going to be a blowout. It's not going to be. Uh, big points margin. They're probably going to score similar to what they're projected in those 120 to 30, 40 range. But T gets the win. He's got to get the win against Doug, which will probably keep Doug at the 12th ranked spot. Stay down there, Doug. Now let's end it as we always do with your matchup. Team Soup Face, number 11, respectively, versus Team Stats 808. Pessy's team. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Currently, the biggest disparity of points in uh, the projection. So I guess, you know, Hesse and anyone could be like, why isn't that the blow of the week? Because we don't like to pick possible uh, glaring, uh, you know, guarantees. I don't think I'm going to get be the blood of the week. I think Dak is going to ball. I think Geo is going to be sneaky. I like Ty Johnson against Carolina. And Sammy Watkins is my very, very sneaky guy with like nobody else to be thrown to on Monday night. Lamar Jackson probably going to have some wild game and Watkins is going to be on the receiving end. Cobb connecting back up with Rodgers. It's going to be magical. Rodrigo, my boy Blankenship. I found my kicker, y'all. He is going to be awesome. And we know the Rams probably score about 30 points with a couple touchdowns and sacking Dalton at least 10 times. Yeah. Jesse's got the better. Jesse's got the better team. He's got the better players. Jesse's going to beat me. It's not going to be a blowout. It's not going to be a huge, it's not going to be 50 points as it's project, projected. I don't like Melvin Gordon against the Giants. You know, with Godwin possibly being out, Evans is going to be clear-cut number one option there on Thursday. Jefferson is questionable here, but playing against Cincinnati, probably going to be awesome. So Jesse's good. He's going to beat me. I'm not saying he's not going to beat me. It's not going to be a blowout. He's not going to beat me by 50 points. And I'm going to score a lot more than 106. How about that? Tell him. <laughs> Tell him, Sneak. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be fun talking about your matchups this year just because your, your point totals are going to go with what Dak does, right? And I know this was last season. It's completely different, but 
he was on pace to score like 40 points a week uh, before he got hurt last year. So who's to say that he cannot do it again? Yeah, I'm calling that week one Dak. Between the Dak and the Rams, I get 60 points. Love it. <laughs> Man, everyone's going to just kill me. But, hey, that's how I do it. So, yeah, we, like like you said, it's it's reasonable to say that Jesse's going to win. He's got a deeper team. He's got some good players. Um, really like Lamar Jackson just kind of bouncing back this year after a down year that wasn't even that bad for fantasy. Uh, he's got – David Montgomery in a tough matchup, but we know he's going to get the workload. So we've mentioned that kind of thing before where if he gets 20 carries, he should have a fine fantasy game just because of the fact that he got that much workload. I agree with you. I don't like Melvin Gordon, but just his receivers, Evans, Higgins, and Jefferson, like pretty solid trio there. And then Mark Andrews just got paid. So I guess he, we can say he'll do pretty good. just being the number one or co-number one target for Lamar along with Sammy Watkins. So I do think though, that we can segue this. I'll, I'll kind of do an audible here because we're going into hopes and dopes. And I, I'm going to just take the reins and start by saying my dope is actually David Montgomery. So that's going to help yeah. not get blown out by that Jesse. going to help me. <laughs> kind of a, I don't know how you know bold of a take it is, but David Montgomery is coming off of a number four overall fantasy finish last season. Ended the year really strong. And I do think he's going to have a good year, but the expectations, again, coming off of that top four finish, it's week one, it's the Rams, it's prime time. I just feel like with Dalton, there's not going to be a lot of, of movement of the offense. So Yes, Montgomery, like I said, might get 20 carries and he'll have a decent game, but it's not going to be something that Jesse's going to be happy with. And maybe he'll be looking at a team thinking like, maybe I uh, would have been happier rolling with like Hunt at the running back spot and then flexing like an Antonio Brown in the primetime game without Chris Godwin, you know? So that's my dope this week. David Montgomery. David Montgomery got a big old dope. He's a dope. He's got a dope. Sorry, Jesse. I'll go back to my hope. And it's oh. going, to, going to be on Ben's team. Okay. Another one that was in consideration for the blowout. But what might help Ben is if he plays Devontae Smith. Now, we haven't been the biggest Devontae Smith supporters on the show. We haven't really been that much against him either. And I think the last thing that we talked about with him is that we were kind of rising a little bit on him. Yeah. And I think just week one specifically, the Eagles have a matchup against the Falcons. And the Falcons were just a a train wreck in the secondary last year. They were getting thrown all over. Don't know how much it's improved. Maybe they have done a little better, but I'd still like the matchup. He still should be the top target for for Jalen Hurts. I mean, maybe – it's uh, Zach Ertz or Dallas Goddard as like a safety blanket. Maybe Jalen Rager gets open, but it should be Devontae Smith. I think Ben Smith would benefit from playing him, make that matchup a little closer. I like that. That's fun. Yeah, you went out there, you got him, you picked him. A lot funner than Singletary, uh, maybe even funner than Chark with the injury. So, yeah, that's a good call. Putting Devonta Smith in there could have a 
big long touchdown could just get a ton of catches to get that PPR up a lot more than what Singletary is probably going to do against Pittsburgh. I like that for the hope. Uh, and I would agree that Benjamin, if you want some, put some shock into your lineup and go, go for the gold, put in, put in your boy. I think you've got to have been his round one was his first round pick, right? Yeah, it was. Do it. Play your first round pick, man. Yeah. Put some juice in that lineup, Ben. Put Come some on. juice in that lineup, man. Come on now. All right. So who's your hope? All right. My hope is goes back to the matchup between you. Good things coming threes. The scum Lord millionaire himself. My pod mate. My pod pal. Ooh. Against the Ernie E. Fritz team. This matchup. Ernie needs Darnold. We talked about it in the matchup. My hope for Ernie's team to have any chance of beating you is that Darnold outplays Mahomes, balls out, four touchdowns, 275, 300 yards, just a revenge game against the Jets, matches or exceeds the Mahomes points because I think, like we mentioned, it could be fairly even the rest of the way on those uh, on the rest of the matchup. So he needs Darnold. He's hoping for Darnold. And if he has any hope of beating you, he needs Darnold to go out there against you, against the Jets, and show him why he's in the NFL. How <laughs> <I> about <love> that? <laughs> That's the one. No, I agree with you. And that is, like I mentioned earlier, I'm scared that it's a Sam Darnold revenge game. Like, you know, you, I, I, I am a firm believer that that stuff does happen in, in the NFL. Like, yeah, for sure. They're, they're going to give him every opportunity to show out against his old team. Now, if it goes bad, if it goes poorly in the beginning, you know, maybe they say, okay, let's hand off the ball to Christian McCaffrey a couple more times, but they're going to, they're going to let him show what he can do and also show that like they made a good investment in trading for him, uh, the Panthers. So I like that. Um, I did say on our quarterback ranks episode that Sam Darnold was my sneaky guy to be a top 12 quarterback at the end of the season so maybe it starts week one maybe it starts week one and i know uh ernie is hoping for it so that is my hope for week one and my dope for week one is david montgomery (laughs) bro i literally picked david montgomery as my dope as well i was downplaying it when you were going off on your dope call i was like no way did we pick the exact same dope across the league for week one. And folks, for all of our listeners out there, before we even got on this and we didn't plan this, we had the blowout and the upset picked as well. Believe it, believe it if you want, it is the truth. We had the exact same blowout and upset picked by ourselves before we even jumped on for this rec- recording. And once again, in order, like I said, Hesse's going to still beat me, but it's not, it's not going to be because of Montgomery's against the Rams. It is not a, that is not a fun matchup. Uh, Dalton's going to be getting sacked. They're going to be stacking the boxes. They're not going to respect the arm. Ramsey's going to be all over either Mooney or a Rob and Montgomery. They're going to be like, well, we got to give it to Montgomery. He was like, he was our man last year and he's going to just get stuffed left and right. I think it's a prime time game. Uh, and it's just not going to be be good. Montgomery is going to dope out big time. Yes, Hesse, you're still going to beat me, blah, 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 blah. But it's not going to be from Montgomery. And that is going to be the reason why it's not a blowout. And the reason why I score more points and you score less 
and it's going to be a lot closer than everyone thinks. Boom! Man, Scum and Snake on the same page yet again. That's great. <laughs> that's, a, that's just that's either indicative of the way the season is going or just how much prep we have done up until this point, how connected we are inside of our own brains. And uh, we'd just love to see it starting off the, the season, week one, stronger than ever. What's good is that'll really help our stats too, like our overall like hit rate. So it's good because obviously we're right. Yeah. Hello. All right, folks. Well, that's the matchups this week. We'll chime in next week, see how it went. If you disagree, let us know, but you're probably wrong. And let's have a good week one, everyone. Before we head out, we've got to do the world's favorite segment, Scum and Sneak at the Thursday night game wrong. We get it wrong every week. Huge game. Super fun. So many fantasy options in it. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Dallas Cowboys, Dak Prescott, Tom Brady, Zeke Elliott, Ronald Jones, Ronald Jones, Tony Pollard, Gio Bronkowski, Zerline, Suck Up, Suck Up, uh, Blake Jarwin. <laughs> What's your prediction? Who's going to win? What's the scores? How are they going to get there, Scum? Lay it on. All right. My prediction is, and I think this kind of goes against what we normally see for this first Thursday night game. Okay. But it's going to be a shootout. It's got to be, right? All the names we just mentioned, we're hoping for it. It's going to be fun. I'm calling a shootout as well. So we're going to say 42. Oh, gosh. 38. Yes. Buccaneers pull it out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 42-38 Bucks win. We talking, what is that? Is that six touchdowns from Brady? Well, four, and then a couple rush, rushing. Okay. All right. I'm going to say that the Bucks also win. I'm going to go – I'm going to try to actually at least pick the winner this year. Okay. <laughs> On all these Thursday <laughs> night games. I'm going to say the Bucks win – 38, 34. Okay. Um, but Dak is going to throw – Dak is going to throw three touchdowns, two to CD. Good. I need that. Stack Prescott, that, let's go. Yeah, Stack. <laughs> what a name, dude. That's a great name. So that's it. 38, 34 bucks win. Uh, we're talking barn burners. We're talking excitement. Uh, we just, uh, just, I don't know what else to do with myself, man. It's Thursday night for football is 48 hours away, basically. Oh my gosh. I am just so freaking ready to sit down and watch some football and just get angry at every single play. <laughs> yep. Especially when, when everything goes wrong and the game ends up like 21, 17. Yeah. Oh, so fun, though. So excited. Ed Sheeran's not going to know what hit him. And it's just going to be a blast. Thank you, everyone, for chiming in. We didn't do an ad. Oh, well. Just realized. I just realized we didn't do an ad week one. We are too, we are too, in, we are too out of our minds right now. We can't even think about ads. And I uh, suppose we'll have to throw one in here. 
Uh, this this uh, week's gonna uh, snake brought to you by by a fall fall. By a fall fall. You know, the Scum and Snake Show Week 1 is brought to you by Fall Fall. If you haven't fallen and it's not fall yet, Scum and Snake Show is also brought to you by Snake Sweets and Suppers by Snake. And what else is Scum and Snake Show brought to you by? Scum? Scum and Snake Show is always brought to you by Juju Plus. And by the lovely people at whatever else we do, Annoyed Anonymous. That one time we did like a weird soup smoothie delivery food service. I don't know. We got it all. And if you're not subbing to Juice Plus, you're not going to get the weekly newsletter, which I am very excited for. Ah, I shoot. Can't <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for those to start rolling into my email again. So there you have it, folks. The Scum Machine Show is brought to you by just a whole myriad of sponsors. We love all of our friends, listeners, fans, supporters, people that hate us. It fuels us to give you this great, wonderful show each and every week. And uh, that's that's it. All right. I got to go write a, a newsletter. So, Sneak, take us out. We will see you all on the flippity flop and goodbye. Bye. Fantasy football. There we go. Fun, bro. This is it.